You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. What are you eating there? A banana. <laughs> is that, a banana. Is Am that, I eating it sexy-like? Is it oh. going to affect your speech patterns when it comes to uh, reviewing this movie? <laughs> Only if it lasts for an hour. <laughs> All right, then. So, uh, that's our... Um, oh. Pre-show discussion? No, pre-show discussion is Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2011. And as I said to my friend, who I was playing um, Xbox Live with, as the um, clock turned over from 12 to 12... Side note, Hold on. his wife was... Call- your wife was calling you at midnight to wish you Happy New Year, but of course you were too busy Shooting playing people. with your little friend to answer the phone. Shooting people in the face. I didn't hear it ring, actually. Yeah, whatever. Because um, Skype had that problem and the phones have been off for days, I didn't even realise. Anyway, um, <laughs> as I said to my friend, um, there's only one year left before we all die, as the Mayans would say. Or, we are going to die, aren't we? The guy from Say Anything? 2012, <laughs> the movie 2012. <laughs> you know, the truthful, factual movie. So, um, I'm not really worried about it. Enjoy this last year. Everybody. No, what does that mean? Like at midnight on December yeah. 31st, everything ends? Or is it like sometime during 2012? I also gave him this uh, wonderful um, positive message for the new year. This is what, what I left him with that this night. This is rude. No, I said... Um, Will wives approve? I said it's the end of a decade and you haven't got many more to go. <laughs> he said thanks. Clearly you. just the one year. So you, you're contradicting yourself. No, he hasn't got many more to go. 40. Maybe three at the most. No, but what you're saying, though, is this is it for all of us. One year to go and we're done. Well, if that doesn't happen, you might have three <laughs> if decades the 2012 thing doesn't pan out, might then all he has to look forward to now is old age, basically. Three or f- <laughs> four decades if you're lucky or unlucky, as some people might think. <clears throat> this is a very cheery New Year message that we're I like to bring out. a really pessimistic New Year to everybody. Thank you. No, so, you um, don't. You're so, not pessimistic. So it is Sunday, January the 2nd, 2010, according to my um, <laughs> sheet. And We're I, starting over. <laughs> I think I'll do that for the next month until I get used to it. Anyway, it's 2011. Um, we are going back in time here. After the show number 153. And the movie we're going to be looking at this week is The Town on Blu-ray disc. It's a Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy combo pack from our friends at Warner Brothers. Released on Blu-ray and DVD on the 17th of December, so it was just in time for Christmas. Maybe you received this for Christmas and you've not watched it yet. Or if you, have, if you haven't watched it yet, go and watch it, then listen to us. If you have watched it, listen to us. <laughs> so, um, You're sounding quite dictatorial there. The year of release for this movie is 2010. Um, so it's eligible for Oscar, Golden Globe nominations. Illegible? Legible. Mm-hmm. Um, Eligible. So, what's this movie about? Uh, what's it about? No, I mean, what's this? <coughs> it is about. Oh, and you're still coughing, by the way. I have so some we have to coughing. Yes. Apologize. For that I will call. In I apologize. Do I have to apologize every time? No, just in advance. Okay, I may cough a few times. I have water and tea, and I just ate the banana because the thing is, if I'm eating, I'm not coughing. So maybe I've gained about twenty pounds in the last two weeks. <laughs> Who cares? I'm going to make a whole cake later, and that'll really help the coughing problem. The town is... It's a, it's a combination of things, but it's about um, lifelong 
Bostonian men who've lived there in this one particular part of Boston their whole life, and this part of Boston is, in real life and in this movie, notorious for having cultivated, I don't know what you say, um, professional bank robbers, armed vehicle robbers, criminal the elements. Called? Boston? No, the town. Green. Charleston. Charlestown. Charlestown, Charlestown yeah. yeah. It's the part of the city. Um, so it's about that, and sort of like... Um, a hint of how it happens. It's not. It's not overboard on like why these people become this way. It's just uh, you just have to pay attention. It's also got a love story ish going on. It's got the loyalty between these friends and the mentality of the criminal mind, plus the mentality of crime enforcement people trying to like crack it up. And it's action yeah, drama. So be a bit more brief, so we can. We've got something left to discuss. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I think you just covered everything almost. Well, just brief. It's a what's the little, little symbol you're giving me with your hand, say it. like a director, like tighten it, say it. Tighten it. If you don't like the way I describe the movies, then from now romantic on, romantic heist movie with Ben Affleck. From okay, now next. on, you can do it. How's that sound? <laughs> romantic heist movie with Ben Affleck. That's not enough. Move on. All right. So uh, okay, next week you do the description. I will, and that, it will be like that. All right. Are we ta- watching this again? Yeah. <laughs> so the town. Um, uh, everybody, I don't know if everybody knows, but they're going to know now. My uh, favorite genre of movie is heist movie. Always has been. Love heist movies. This is a heist movie. Kind of. Um, well, it is a heist movie. Oh, according to your description, that's all it is. Romantic heist movie. Um, <laughs> it's not that much romance, though you're wrong. I, say, I just want to say before we start, there's two editions of this movie on this Blu-ray disc. There's the theatrical cut, which runs at two hours long, and there's the extended cut, which is two hours and 30 minutes. We watch the extended cut. Um, so we can't comment on the theatrical cut, apart from it being shorter. That's what <laughs> right. we can say. Um, but the extended cut, um, there's a little bit of a story, actually. We, we, you wanted to go for a pee in the middle of the, right in the middle of the movie. Well, I didn't know that. I had to go <clears throat> to the bathroom, and I was, I was just thinking to myself... Ooh, the action's kind of kicking up here, and you can, you know, we're we've been watching movies a long time. You get the vibe, you know, when shit's about to hit the fan. You know what I mean? You know the ebbs and the flows and the ups and the downs and all that shit. Or I think, or you think you do. This was proven wrong. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, we're about to hit some big action here. Maybe we're coming to the climax. I need to go pee. I tell you I have to pee. I stop. I go. I come back, and you go. Oh, you hit it right at the middle of the movie. Yeah, because and I was totally shocked because it felt so substantial. Because Blu-rays have like a bar that comes on the screen with like the point where you're up to, and it was exactly in the middle. So and it was amazing to me because I mean, it's so full. It's It's amazing. I was impressed with that, and then I was just thrilled because I don't like to. I don't like to get near the end. Let me continue with the um, with the. uh, can you just want me to stop talking altogether? Yeah. Would you like to just do this by yourself? No, just uh, I don't want to get off track. So, um, I've seen um, Ben Affleck also directed another movie, Gone Baby Gone, which was also set in Boston, funnily enough, wasn't it? I don't think that's a coincidence. Is he from Boston? I mean, I think that is not just a coincidence. Is he from Boston? I believe. I didn't say said. it was a coincidence. Um, I mean, it wasn't just happenstance. He's from there. He's from... Uh, he doesn't have that accent, though. Mm, I think he probably does in real life a little bit. Hmm. He grew up next to this neighborhood. Right. Anyway, <clears throat> Gone Baby Gone's an am- amazing film, nominated for Oscars if it didn't get Oscars. I think he might have got some Oscars, right? Um, I didn't think that he could top that movie, to be honest, and I think this is a better movie. Um, 
I think this is a really good movie. The performances are good. The people who he chose to be in these roles are perfect. In fact, there's people who you won't recognize who are also who are amazing in it. Um, the subject matter's perfect for me. It's a bank robbery movie. Um, but not just a bank robbery movie. It's about a lot of different things, like you said earlier, isn't it? It's um, like Gone Baby Gone. It's got layers of reality. Even though it's... I don't know. Some of these robberies are based on real robberies, funnily enough. Some of the best robberies I've seen um, for a while as well. I mean, I've seen a lot of heist movies recently. Because I went on a Netflix binge on heist movies. I saw everything from, like, shitty French heist movies. I don't even know how they got on film. They were so bad. that This this French one I watched the other day was Jean Reno. It was horrible. Um, to quality heist movies like Heat, which I'd not seen for a long time, and I watched it again. It's an amazing movie. This reminds me of Heat, in a way. Does it you? Mm, I don't remember Heat that much. Heat's, like, probably the ultimate heist movie. Um... And you don't remember it? Not really. Not fully. I mean, I don't remember details. Also a three-hour movie. Heat. Long, epic. You feel like you got something for your money kind of deal, you know? This reminds me of it in a lot, in a lot of ways. Um, the actual heists in this movie are really well done, especially the one at the end. I, I, I thought it was... Uh, I couldn't guess where it was going. And where it did go was satisfying. So, you know... I, I really love this movie. I think it's the uh, first movie we've seen in 2011. If they continue at this kind of uh, quality, that, that'll be a good thing, right? They won't. <laughs> There'll be a few knocks. The American next week. Who knows? And uh, sorry to everybody, I said the American would be this week, but I got my uh, dates switched around. So uh, what did you think of the town? Oh, is it my turn now to speak? Yes. Can I speak more than five words without you telling me to stop or to cut it short or don't derail you or anything like that? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. I was trying to be quiet there for you. Just let you go on and on. Yes. I told you what I thought about it. I think it's awesome. All right. So you're done. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, don't be a dick about it. I mean, let me say what I want to say whenever I want to say it. No, I don't. I'm, I'm on the record. Just let me no. say whatever If I you're want. doing synopsis, I want you to keep it brief so we have something left to talk about when we get anything. I think you and I have a different definition That's of synopsis. I think it's... Short. Short. <laughs> than you. One or two lines, max. Then you can do it from now on. And that's on the record. All right, it'll be very, um, it'll be very brief. For this, it would be exactly like Ben Affleck in a heist movie. And then I'll have to add to it because it won't be enough. Well, then To me, we, then if you're you telling the synopsis, then that's the thing that it describes... More than just the tagline on a box. A synopsis to me is wrapping it up. I could read IMDb's synopsis, which is about three lines for every movie. So. Yeah, but no, that's not what I'm talking about. My impression of the of what this movie... No, we're not talking about your impression at all. We're talking about a synopsis. I know, my impression of what the movie is about. Yeah, but not like what you think about it. At all. It isn't what I thought about Yeah, it. you did, because you started saying stuff like, it's awesome, and it, you know, <laughs> like that. So none of that. <laughs> God. I'll just, you're in charge then of that. Oh. And I think it's awesome because I think, as I'm watching it, I feel... Like, I don't know any of these people. Obviously, they're all famous people. I've watched Ben Affleck since the you very beginning. Of, I don't know them oh, in life. I thought you mean you'd not seen them in other roles. No, I don't know them. I don't know them as people. But I've watched Ben Affleck since, you know, Chasing Amy. And we've seen. I've seen the one, the other one that he's in, the shitty... Um, 
whatever it is. He was the bomb in whatever it's called. Phantoms. Yes. Something like that. You saw that. Yeah, I've seen it. It's really lame. And now I think, and people give him a lot of shit for a couple of bad movies and for the J-Lo thing and all that. Give him, like, like he's poo-pooed upon. You know, Armageddon's not an actor's movie. Paycheck was shitty. Paycheck was shitty. They were right. And then, yeah, but everybody makes a shitty movie. Everybody, right? So then I watch this and I feel like this sort of personal proudness. Like, I'm proud of him for being really good at this. Like, in it, he's fantastic. I'm I'm sorry. Am I not supposed to talk about the performances yet? The movie itself, it's like every minute is is like, I'm this, I'm this. Like, I'm staring at the thing and people are awesome and the that's, story is... That's called a screen. What? That's a screen. What? He's staring at the thing. Yeah, I'm staring at the thing. I'm staring at the thing. I just I'm think I'm just so engrossed in it, and it's really like beefy and, so to speak, the vegetarian version of beefy for a movie, whatever that means. Substantial Tofu-y. satisfaction. I mean, I'm hanging on every line, every scene, every action thing, everything. I can't say enough good things because I can't find a flaw. No, it was really good. I guess the only thing you could say about it um, bad, and I'm just picking it, like, if you're going to want to say something, is it's not really a big picture kind of movie, uh, as in, like, got a, a major message to it, or it's just really a... Why is that bad? Well, I'm, I'm just saying some people might say that. It's not like some Academy Award style ones that go, they've got like a lofty message to them or something like a... I think this totally has a big message. Yeah, I think it has a message, but I also feel like I'm not dissing this movie at all because I love it. I was just trying to think of something. Um, I'm saying that I, I think I also think it goes back to kind of like a old-fashioned uh, Hollywoody. Here's a quality story with quality acting, and you're going to be entertained by it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I completely disagree with you on the fact that it has no meg- big message. I think it's a massive message of how this kind of community can create and like have this criminal element, and how these people... You know, we're very quick to judge people that we find and we hear they're criminals, they robbed a bank or they shot somebody or whatever. And this is like digging under that. And that when the one woman even says, you know, I'm a person, you know. Like, she's not just a flash on the news. She's not just a witness. She's not just this. And I think it really gave me the, the sense of, like, you know, one thing or another can turn these people. One guy grew up there, he becomes an FBI agent. Another guy grows up there, he becomes a criminal. And that seems to be all there presenting to us obviously the whole town isn't about that but i like uh, actually to uh, me that's the message is that it's so, a it's a too big for anyone to just put an end to in the uh, credits um warner brothers go as far to mention that not everybody in this town is a yeah. douchebag yeah, it's kind of in, well they didn't say that but. well it, it to, in so many words it was almost like not everybody here is a criminal we we know we've just portrayed this violent horrible place but it's full of good working, clean citizens as well as the bank robberies. I guess they didn't really portray it as a violent place either, did it? Because we're pretty, we're pretty um, tight in on these specific people. It doesn't feel like baby gone, baby gone, which seems like a really sleazy. Dangerous. Everywhere you go, you feel there's danger. This portrays the city of Boston as beautiful. You know, there's lots of like just work. And the other thing I noticed was all the time. To me, another subtle message, whether it was intended or not, 
everywhere they went during these heists or whatever was happening, they're encountering people who are working hard at their jobs. Everywhere they go. You've got street cleaners and cops and you've got like people in stores and people in banks. Everywhere these criminal guys are going, there are people working hard at their jobs, making shitty money or whatever, but they're they're not criminals. And here are these bank robber guys just being dickheads. In fact, the bank robber guys use that to their advantage. Yeah, totally. The, the yeah, working yeah. man, don't they? All yeah, and then you, to me, I started examining like what does drive a person with all the danger and the recklessness of being a bank robber. They're not always making big money. Why not just get a fucking job? You know? Like, seriously. Like all the other people. I think it is. And I got that from it. Yeah, somehow. because, <laughs> you know, being a bank robber, for instance... Is not an easy job. Yeah, no. It's it got to be the most stressful job you could ever go to, right? Because those moments, you might only work. The guy might only work an hour in in six months, right? But that hour is the most stressful. It's not really a job. I don't know. Well, you know, don't if you, I'm saying job. if you put it if you put it as like a bank robber, I am a bank robber. What 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 do you do for a job? I am a bank robber. They that's their profession to them. We're bank robbers. We've done it all our lives. That's what we do. Um, it's a hard thing because you're putting your life on the line. To I'm steal. not saying it's a noble thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it isn't. You know, you're obviously stealing from people. But it's a, a stressful, horrible thing, you know. And it also doesn't just involve bank robbery. And the backstory to all bank robbers is like drugs and... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a horrible There's thing. a whole element there. Yeah. Um, so... They kind of showed it, and then when they were doing planning on this, uh, they were kind of making a point to say, well, here's a guy who drives an armoured van, he only makes this much money, you know, to compare things, to put things in perspective. Yeah. Um, and he reminds one of the people, you know, this isn't your money. Yeah. Don't be a hero. If he wants to get hurt for a hundred bucks a day, it's his choice. You know, like, they're always putting it on the victims, and I feel like that's probably the real mentality, because I tried to think... If I, and I'm not this type of person, even a little... I don't think about, oh, the world is out there for me to just get what I can fucking get, you know? And there are people like that. Like, even, even like, professional people, IT professionals who sit on their ass all day and, like, you ask them to do one thing out of their little scope of their job description, it's like, what's in it for me? Huh. I'm not going to do five extra minutes of work unless you pay me extra. Do I get overtime? Whatever. And then the, for a person to be completely in that, that the world is for me... To steal, rape, pull it, pillage, or whatever you call it. Just to, you know, the, it's me against the world kind of thing. And I'll take down anybody I got to and I'll get what I got to get. Instead of just like, say, suck it up, get a job, work like everybody else. You know what I mean? I, I can't imagine the person's... And to me, it really portrayed a couple of those kind of people. Where there is nothing else. There, you could never take the one guy and all of a sudden go, look... You're going to be the guy at the stadium who help cleans up afterwards. Oh, the That's guy who job. drives the armored truck. Any of it, yeah. There's yeah, yeah. nothing. The white collar, the uh, blue yeah. collar. Yeah, exactly. There's no, and I really got that. It was really clear. Not just like a two-dimensional kind of thing, but you get to know this guy. Not just in contrast to the Ben Affleck character, like his friend or anything, because they're both bad. But yeah, it's one of those. To me, it had it's one really of those movies bad. where you root for horrible people again. See, I was never rooting for him, so I felt good so, about that. I so never felt I wasn't compelled. rooting for um, Renner, but I was rooting for Affleck a lot of the time. I wasn't. But there again, it's because he's Ben Affleck in my mind. I Correct. Don't, well, he is the hero of this story. I mean, he's not a hero because he's a horrible... He's just like them. ...bank-robbing individual. But he has differences, actually, between them. Because he... 
inside like, it all there's a heart and that's the that's the romantic side of this picture right but then look at the Renner character and his heart he's a loyalty kind he's, of guy. exactly yeah. he's loyal absolutely that wouldn't matter what even to the point of kind of wanting to like pointing out when we want he has some image in his mind of them being a little family he's got the sister and then the kid and whatnot and, and there's um, things you don't run away from yeah and to me, that there is something in there, but he's made so many choices and has been subjected to. He got himself in prison, and the, you know, and now there is no going. You couldn't take, you couldn't take him. You know what I think of it as like you know uh, Dennis Hopper in True Romance. He's like kind of this broken down uh, security guard guy he lives out in a shitty camper over on the side of town or whatever. And I've always imagined that in his past, he was some kind of criminal or so I don't know what he was a cop I know but like a like more big stuff going on and now at this part of his life he's just worn down and he's just kind of blah you know like out and out and these guys could never do that it's like live and die by the sword yeah I think yeah but um, and then one of them wants out at some point mm. um but yeah you're right it it's, might not work out that yeah way, you know so um yeah, quality quality movie all the way through, right? Absolutely. I'm, I I want to send Ben Affleck a note to tell him how proud and, uh, I am. And I did. It, golden um, Jeremy Renner is up for a Golden Globe for the supporting actor, but the town's not up for anything else. But I I think Affleck should get some um, nominations uh, for director. Right, actually, totally. Um, I think he's brilliant as an actor in it. I mean, he also, really. I mean, I mean, and directing yourself, as we know from other movies it's hard like and you've seen how hard it is from there's an extra on this disc which we'll mention later you can see how hard it is it's um there's a lot of responsibility going on if you're the main and and he literally is the main he's not just a cameo in this movie Mm -hmm. he is on the screen all the time like not every scene but almost almost yeah yeah um so let's move on to the cast of the movie uh ben affleck plays doug mccray we all know ben affleck you know, I think he's brilliant. I really do, and I don't give a shit I what do. anybody says. And I like him in most everything. What was it we watched where he was like a senator, and it was not not so long back? I mean, he we, he crops up in things, and he's re- always really good. Do you remember with the hotel room and the mm-hmm. senator? What was that? It's right on the. You know what it is? Yeah, right? yeah, totally. It was Russell Crowe, was it, or somebody like that? <laughs> it was. It was the newspaper. One. <coughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forget the name. Really good, um, <laughs> but he crops up, doesn't he, in roles, and you're like, wow, Ben Affleck's really good. He's but then he comes out and does his own thing, and he's a quality dramatic. I think there's a actor. lot of quality there, yeah. Well, I don't want to see him slip back into any romantic comedies or anything. No, I think his uh, whatever his trajectory is over the last few years since Gone Baby Gone um, it is going a good way. I mean, you know, these are two amazing movies. Uh, both, both. I mean. They're both. I feel like he needs to, <clears throat> in order for him to fully, I mean, really shine or whatever bullshit word you want to use, that the project needs to be like he wrote that he wrote this with two other guys. He's directing it. He's starring in it. Who knows? He probably based helped. on a novel, by the way. Right, and he and a couple of the dudes made this, did the screenplay together. Yeah. And he's, you know, do you feel like he's one of those people that the best comes out in him if he's got the whole of it? Under yeah, his, like Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, he didn't direct that. No, Gus no. Van Sant yeah. directed it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it felt like him. Like if he starts project. it and he understands all the people and everything, like he said, as a director and the writer, and the, he knows everybody so well 
that when he does the acting part, he just feels like he just happens. And I just wish, I would like to see, like, not too many projects from him, but all this kind of quality. So, um, second down, I've got Rebecca Hall as Claire Kesey. Um, She's one I, of yours. I don't know her. She's British. Is she? Yeah, she was in the interview talking British. <laughs> I, I didn't even notice. Um, How could you not notice? Like, she was being interviewed in the extras. I do remember, but I didn't make a note she of it. She says, how could I ever act? Yeah, um, I'm not... I have a hard time taking direction from a man in a skull mask. I was going to say, I have... <laughs> I, uh, see, see, I sounded... No, she was totally British. See, I have um, never. I feel like I've seen her in something. I didn't look it up, but I also don't feel like I know her that well. But um, I liked her. Oh, she's really good. Um, And she, I don't want to say who she plays exactly because it's kind of a. There were a couple of moments of the romanticized pretty woman as the this and the that, you know, with a, a little bit of that and slow motion cranking her head to the side and sort of that oh beautiful woman thing you know only like two times hmm. <laughs> but she's really good and then I've got down Albert McGlone as, sh- as slain and he was also in um, Gone Baby Gone and he's the one of the bank robbers um, big, big guy, guy. Um, and he is like he says himself in one of the he's uh, been plucked from obscurity because he's not really an actor if you remember in Gone Baby mm. Gone they, he got a, yeah. guy, a local guy to and then he's used him again in this movie. And he's really good. He's very good. Um, he's not in a lot. He's very matter-of-fact about everything. And he doesn't... He's, But he's pivotal. I mean, you believe that as he's in the group. a guy from that. Yeah, totally. Um, and then there is uh, Jeremy Renner, as we spoke about earlier, as James Coughlin. Um, he's fantastic. Can you not read this or something? You keep sitting up to... Uh, he's fantastic, Jeremy Renner. Um, uh, I watched... You've not seen The Hurt Locker. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best films of last year, at least. Um, of the year before, even. Uh, he was fantastic in The Hurt Locker. This doesn't come... This isn't as good as The Hurt Locker, as in performance, because um, The Hurt Locker's something else, you know? It's it's really amazing. But um, he's he's really good. A good co-star to um This is... Ben he's Affleck. amazing. I mean, because you watch him, and ev- even when he's in the background and you got stuff going on in the foreground, he is totally in it as one of those... You know, fucking wiggly, shaky, nervous, looking around, paranoid and shit. Because you know he's he's the violent, kind of angry, bring it on kind of guy. And every movement that he does, even even when like, you know, in the like the in the, I'm trying to show you something here. You're ignoring me. Oh, I'm like looking. I'm reading. I know, but he's like, there's one. I don't know what you're talking. I know. I'm telling you though that every little thing that he does. It, to me, it was totally solid. Like, well, I don't know how it could get better than that. Okay, you should def- go tonight and watch The Hurt Locker because um, this is only... If you want to watch something that he's in that is amazing because he carries The Hurt Locker. I mean, it's his right. movie, you know. Um, so, um, Titus, not Titus. No. Wellivia is Dino, the cop. Um, you said he was in Deadwood, right? Um, Correct. I, I recognize him, but I don't remember what he was in Deadwood. He came as the agent. First of all, he was supposed to do like the tax thing and get the bring the word between the politicians right. and them. And then over time, he kind of started working for what's-his-face. Well, these two guys, let's put them together. There's also a John Hamm who plays um, FBI agent Adam Frowley. They're, a, you know, the FBI people, on, the two dudes on the case. Both excellent. Um, I particularly liked uh, John Hamm. I think he's... Um, mm-hmm. 
He reminds me of Bill Pullum for some reason a little no, bit. No, he reminds me of um, As Good As It Gets guy. Who's that? What's that guy called? Kinnear? Kinnear, yeah. He reminds me of Kinnear, but like... No, no, no. I get a Kinnear vibe from him, but <laughs> I like him better than Kinnear. Uh, what I'm saying is that he's, he's also a... Um, somebody... If He's in Mad Men, the TV show. He's one of the main people in Mad Men. So a I lot think of he's people, the main guy. A lot of people... Um, well, I don't think he is the main guy, but... I think he is. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, because he wasn't, like, high up on the list. I just found him in the Mad Men No, I think thing. he is. At least uh, I've seen him in the commercials. Right. Uh, he's, also, he's also been in a lot of TV shows, I noticed. But um, he's not... You might look at him if you've not seen Mad Men and think, I don't know this guy at all, but... Um, he's really good. Quality. Um, seems like the type of guy who might get typecast, though, as that role. You know, you know what yeah. this. Do you know what this character reminds me of? And I'm not talking about the actor. I'm talking <coughs> about the character. Um, the character that in Jackie Brown that uh, Mr. Hayes plays. I always forget his name. The guy from Pacific Heights, Michael Keaton, in Jackie Brown reminds me of that cop. I don't remember him in Jackie Brown. He's awesome. It's one of the best things about Jackie Brown, apart from Robert Foster. I have to see it again. It's not. It's like it's not Robert De Niro that, or Samuel L. Jackson that's the best thing about Jackie Brown. It's the, those two. It's Michael Keaton and Robert Foster. But Michael Keaton portrayal of that cop in Jackie Brown. This is what this guy reminds me of. It's it's just a. Like they're not gung ho and they're not anti. They're not like. We're gonna get these fuckers or anything like that. These assholes. You know, they're not like hard, they're like this is a fact of life. There are criminals doing shit in this neighborhood. It's our job to uh, pr- bring them in. And, and he's not it. like obsessed. No, no. He's just doing his job, like you know. I mean, he's invested because he grew up there. Yeah, but he's not obsessed with like this case comes along. Or maybe he didn't grow up there. The other guy. I did. mean, he wants the job doing because he's always telling his people like we we get into the bottom of this. We're doing it. Find me something. But he's not like. This obsessed cop. He's just like a cop who's yeah, doing yeah. his thing. Like, I mean, an FBI guy. Um, so then we've also got Pete Postlethwaite as Fergie. I love Pete Postlethwaite. Yeah, um, but it could have been anybody. He's kind of menacing in this one, though, I thought. It's not Pete Postlethwaite's normal role. I don't know. I also like the idea of what he is. I'm not going to yeah. say what he is, but I like that kind of... Sleazy kind of... Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. I didn't feel like he was that threatening. I did in an understated way. Like it's not necessarily him; it's his people. You know. Yeah. Like he, he's a big deal, right? I mean, he's like. See, I didn't get that. No that one ever area. talked about it. No one ever mentioned it. I just got the vibe, and from I never the, did from the walk-in. Like as soon as anybody walked into his area, it was like. Yeah. You know, showing him, show respect. But to be to honest, I mean, it could have been anybody. He didn't have that big of a role, and there wasn't... Talking of people who didn't have big, that big of a role, Chris... I mean, Co- I like Postleway too, but... Chris Cooper's in here. Um, yeah, but his part, to me, but he not, had impact. Yeah, he did, and it's only one scene, Yeah, literally. Um, but even the mugshots, like, you go, you yeah. think, he seems... Menacing and broken down. And he plays the father of um, Ben Affleck. Yeah, that he's like... I mean, but his part... I feel like no nobody could have had that impact on me. But the puzzle weight one, I did. So I like him. And then finally I'd put down Blake Lively, or Lively, as Krista 
Cuff, Cufflin. She did a good job. She, she did, did like a, a, job, a yeah. kind of a broken down Boston girl with uh you know a kid and a smack problem and you know kind of like the girl in the uh, Gone Baby Gone. Yeah, totally. It, it was also awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. From the office. From the office. <laughs> <laughs> like you onto the office. Um, so yeah, uh, directed by Ben Affleck, who also directed Gone Baby Gone, and that's that's all he directed. Um, well, he did direct some other things, but they were just they were not movies; they were short things. Um, I, I feel like the a- action, the, one of the best car chases ever to me. I think you know, like the actual heist, the action of the heists was really well filmed. Like it felt, it was better than um, Heat because it wasn't as glossy. Heat's like super glossy. Yeah. That's one of the things about Heat. I mean, it's like watching um, like a glamorizing, like it. a BMW commercial uh, heist. It's super like clean and glossy even though Michael Mann doesn't do that stuff anymore it's a bit more handheld now but this is like you're right in there with them and it's more vibrant or something it's like um, violent even it is I guess I just felt like there was nothing um, nothing um, like with the car chase and a couple of other external things happening mostly with cars actually and a fight scene and some of the more violent scenes the moments were like surprisingly good, right? Whereas, to me, the heist ones are pretty predictably as far as what you see, you know what I mean? Like, you know how heists are going to go. But the car chase, that, that was awesome. I wasn't sure how the final heist was going to go in no, this movie. No, I wasn't either. And it, and it was a good one, because it was surprisingly different to what you might expect. I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't follow, like, the, the oh, this is what, we know what's going to happen. Because it doesn't, like... Um, and I was surprised because I thought it was going one way and then all of a sudden it didn't. I was like... Uh, I mean, the heist itself. I'm talking about the shots, the camera work, what you see. I thought it was all really, really good. Very good, but yeah. nothing surprising or interesting really to me other than what was going on. Like sh- but when you get outside and those narrow streets and the cars yeah, crashing, that was all really visceral. They did showcase the city. That's yeah, really sure. good. With the uh, narrow streets and the hilly kind yeah. of San Francisco vibe almost, like with the... People flying down the hills and stuff. Mm, I wasn't thinking that. I thought it was very Boston-y. But. I don't know the places. Only only reference <laughs> I have for um, c- cities in America is movies that I've seen. <laughs> and, and Car Chase is generally where you get to see the streets of cities. And it had um, the hilly... Ev- everything seemed to, like it was on a hill. Hmm, I didn't get that. The cars were flying down hills, turning corners. It was... It, I know, well, it's not... San Francisco's fairly wide roads, it seems, from the car chases I've seen. But this was a narrow road yeah. with hills. But um, it definitely, definitely showcased the city. And I'm sure, like, some of those places are, like, really relevant. I just don't pick yeah, up on Yeah, because we don't live Because they're outside certain bakeries and things, and you see shots, and I'm always thinking, like, that's probably a prominent thing. Like, either Ben Affleck grew up there, or it's some somewhere that people know of, you know. Um, so, um, DVD, uh, Blu-ray extras in this case... Um, the cover has a, a, a heist going down. I don't like it. I like the cover if it was that much. Uh, if I covered half of it up and it was just the bottom half. Maybe. Um, but yeah. yeah, you know, it, what it basically is, is um, when bank robbers do bank robberies, you know, sometimes they wear disguises. Well, it's a bank robber, a couple of bank robbers in a disguise outside a armoured van. Kind of an action shot. But then at the top, they have to plaster everybody's face in a little box. And, then and names. Yeah. Ben Affleck, Rebecca, everybody's on there. 
on the main ones. So um, the Blu-ray comes with the Blu-ray, the DVD, and the digital copies. Two-disc set. Um, it's quite a long film, like I said, two and a half hours. So there ain't, uh, there's not like a boatload of extras. Not like you would get set like Inception had a whole separate disc, but you do get the theatrical version and the un- and it's not the unrated version. It's the extended cut. So you get the two versions of the movie. You also get um, Warner Brothers have these things called focus points. You can watch them in the movie in picture in picture, or you can watch them now full screen. Oh, that's good. Which is what we did. Just decided no, there's no point in watching the movie again, so we watched the focus points. There's about eight of them. Oh, you'll watch it again. Um, you liked it enough. I'll listen to Ban Affleck's commentary on this this week, probably. Um, I like just listening to the commentaries when I'm on my computer, you know. So um, I'll be interested to see what he says. Um, so, yeah, it, the focus points are called Ben's Boston. <coughs> and it's basically... Um, they're quite good, actually. There's one about Ben Affleck being a director and starring in the movie and what they all think of that. All the How rest awesome of, he is. The rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Basically. There's one about the town itself, like a little bit of history on how it, the bank, you know, the real life bank robberies go off and stuff. Um, there is Nuns with Guns filming in the North End. This is uh, focusing on one of the heists in the How they pulled off the perfect heist. Um, Basically, how would you describe these extras? They're all on the set things. Yeah, they're talking brief. heads on the sets. I would like them to be in a little bit. Some longer. are about seven minutes. Some are about four minutes. There's about nine of them. Um, and then the second extra is you get two separate commentaries on one on both versions of the movie. So um, now I can't be hundred percent sure if they're two separate commentaries or it's just. The same commentary, but longer on one I of them. I bet, same. I'll, have to, I'll figure that out this week when I, when I listen to it. But it says commentary on both versions by Ben Affleck. So only Ben Affleck. Um, and that's it for extras, uh, plus the DVD. Um, but I felt like it was enough extras. It was it was because I felt like I got tons yeah. from the movie, if you get what I mean. They could have put the novel in there. <laughs> yeah. That would have been good. <laughs> that's never happened, has it? We've had the soundtrack. We got one book from one movie once, I remember, but I forget what it was. <laughs> I got the book of uh, There Will Be Blood came with the book Oil by Upton mm, Sinclair. That's right. But the public didn't get that. It was a press thing. Right. They sent us right, the right. book as well. So, Yeah, I've never really seen it that much. You think like they might rebox the Harry Potter um, with the book and the, and the movie of the book, right? I don't think so. I think they're two separate. They never do it. Two um, completely separate. Things. In fact, I was surprised last week, <clears throat> uh, a couple of weeks ago, when Inception had the soundtrack on the disc in mm. full. I was very surprised because that's also a separate thing where they get money off people both ways, right? So, um, extras. In conclusion, a brilliant start to 2011, <laughs> this movie. Um, if this was like last week when we were doing the best movies... This would, this would have been right up there, like... With well, I'm making of- a new ch- spreadsheet, like I said, and this is everything's going in the spreadsheet, so at the end of the year this time, we will have a full list, and we will have, obviously, this. You can listen back, you know, to see yes. how enthusiastic you were. So, uh, yeah, I highly recommend this movie. Um, I do, too, totally. I highly recommend you watching the extended cut, because I know I didn't see the theatrical cut, but I believe Longer I... Longer is better. ...got all these characters... 
there must have been a lot more filling in of these characters. That's all I can imagine. It's, I don't think it, you got extra action scenes. Uh, no, I disagree. I think some of those action scenes had a couple of three well, you, minutes. Oh, here and actually, there. you can find out 100%, which I will this week. Um, because the DVD, the Blu-ray contains... When you watch the the extended version, you can turn on an oh, option right. that shows you which of the new scenes, which of the scenes that were added. So you can actually exactly see which of the scenes that were added. Um, you might be surprised to see which ones were added, actually. Mm. When you watch it. So, um, yeah, highly recommended. The Town, Warner Brothers, Blu-ray and DVD available now. Um, if you want to enter a contest, see the site for details, ascoli.com. And next week's uh, Blu-ray review, and uh, this w- next week I am correct, it will be The American starring George Clooney, which is sat right next to us there. And I really dig he's that not, cover. He's not the only American. <laughs> he's the only American in this movie. Reckon? <laughs> Probably not. How do you know? Uh, so yeah, The American. We'll be watching that one. Uh, movie recommendations for this week. I decided to go for um, some heist movies of my own favourites. Not my ultimate favourites, but some of my favourites of recent years. Number one being The Lookout. That was good. Um, which is a understated kind of heist movie. Because it's more about the people like this. Yeah. You know? uh, and my second one's Killing Zoe, which is a real badass heist movie. Um, Badass. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, written by Quentin Tarantino. Um, Was it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <coughs> filmed by Roger Avery, who died, actually, recently. Starring Eric, what's his face? Mask. Stoltz. Yeah. Um, awesome movie. Uh, if you've not seen Killing Zoe, it is, a, it is actually a French movie. Um, I'm sure it went underneath a lot of people's radars. I don't even know if it came out here, did it? on the? I saw it here, but I don't know about the theater. Probably on video, right? Um, it's from a while ago. 12, I saw it on uh, videotape. Yeah. I saw it on the theatre, actually. Because um, I was into anything Tarantino at the time, and still am. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, what a fertile mind he must have. Yes. And my recommendations are... Because I wanted to think... I was trying to think of other movies I've seen where I felt really kind of excited that the director was who they were. Maybe an actor or somebody. And I felt really... <clears throat> about, like, this is really awesome... And I've thought of one person I knew directed movie, Bill Murray, and I wanted to figure out what the movie was, and it was one a good, cool movie, which is Quick Change. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, and we couldn't think of the name of it, but it's Quick Change. It, too, is a heist movie. A bank right. robbery movie. Comedy. Comedy, yeah. And my other one is The Contender, and not because it has any particular director, but I feel like it's like a super quality... One of those where I'm like... Which one is that? The contenders one with the vice president, the woman who... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. woman from the one you like. That was up for an Oscar that year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really good, and you're, it's not anything you expect. It's super quality. Super, super quality. I think The Contender. It's not a boxing movie, as some people might think. Or a heist movie. <laughs> no. Um, I don't think. No, no, no heisting going on. No. So, um, moving on to uh, games and Ace Gully stuff. I've been playing more Grand Theft... Grand Theft. Gran Turismo 5. Uh, I'm hoping for Grand Theft Auto 5, I guess, in my subconscious, but it's not been announced yet. So I've been playing more Gran Turismo 5 with the wheel. It's still exciting with the wheel. Uh, Over the holidays, I think it might have finished now, but there was special events that you could do to get more experience for your drivers and all that kind of stuff. Um, Buying a wheel is the best thing. Now I want want them to bring out more cars and... uh, Tracks. A thousand. And, no, I, I mean, 
there's a thing in Gran Turismo 5 where, like, I want the Bugatti Veyron, but it's not the... The Bugatti Veyron, for some reason, in the game, is the non-premium version of the car, so there's no internal view or anything. Which is crazy for, like, one of the most luxurious sports cars on the planet. The fastest car in the world, right? Um, they didn't model that one in detail. Yeah, they modeled, like, some shitty, like, 1961 Fiat fully. I don't, I don't get what the deal was. Maybe it was, like, we only modeled the ones properly that we could get access to. Maybe they couldn't get an access to a Veyron. I don't know. But um, apparently what they're going to be doing, and this is for free. You're not going to have to pay for this. They're going to be converting a bunch of the non-premium cars into premium cars and putting them in patches so what they must be doing now is going out and photographing different cars yeah they would have done that already and they just didn't have it finished I don't know I think so keeps people interested in your game longer yeah so five years they probably got it all done they're just now going to trickle it out to you yeah and I don't see a Gran Turismo 6 coming anytime soon is it free? yeah they're going to be free they're just going to convert them so they've got cockpit views and everything which will be amazing because they should have all had. All thousand cars should have had a cockpit view. It doesn't make sense anyway that there were some that don't and some To be don't. honest with you, it just sounds ridiculous that it matters. It totally matters when you're playing the game. <laughs> if, if, you, you, if you use that view, how it works for me now is I use that view, I love it, and then when I buy a car that's not premium, I can't use that view. I have to I have a totally different view. It makes the game feel completely different. It's weird. Why is that bad? Well, if you play like um, a... a a shooter game from third person and it's your favourite view third person so you can see your character and then on some levels you had to play it in first person it would make the game really weird for you because you're like I don't want to play it like that I play it one way you know that's like my favourite way right but then there are other people who are the opposite of you so but when you have a steering wheel the natural view is to have a cockpit view you don't look at the car so it's not that kind of game either you don't want to see the car right you don't want to see the car on the track I guess it just totally it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like I know, but it's a video game. Yeah, but if you try it, it's a simulation of a race yeah. car, right? So you want it to be more. If you're using a wheel, you want to look through a windscreen, drive down the road. You don't want to see a car as though you're hovering above a car from behind, watching a car go down the see, road. See, I prefer that view. No, it makes no sense. No, I prefer that view. So my preference is that's fine with me. Right. So how is that to be? How is that? Well, a part, bad part of Gran Turismo was. We um, are going to model all the cars totally realistically. You're going to be able to drive them however you want. That didn't come off, right? Because there was not enough time or whatever it was. There's a thousand. That's a lot. There is a thousand, but they promised originally a thousand cars that will all be cockpit view, windscreen wipers, the whole thing. You know what I mean? But they didn't Mm. deliver. And I don't see why they didn't deliver on like... Some of the Ferraris don't have an internal view, but like some of these really shitty cars that you probably will never drive do. Like it's, um, I don't know who made the decision of which ones to do and which ones not to do. Maybe they didn't make a decision. Maybe they just started to go through them all and got to a certain point, intending to do them all, and then said Sony came to them and said, "You're gonna have to release this now. Right? It's too long, like you know." So at least I'm happy that Sony is giving them extra time to work on it. And not telling them to go and work on Gran Turismo 6 immediately. Because what generally happens is they'll, they'll have to go and work on a new game and then this one will just get left behind. But sounds like they're going to keep working on it. Um, the other thing I've been uh, using this week is my new 360 joypad. I mentioned it last week, I got it for Christmas from you. And it's the new joypad with the new D-pad. 
and I wanted to use it for a bit before I spoke about it. I can honestly say it's hard to go back to my normal black pad now because it's so much of an improvement. It's Good. completely... Um, <coughs> I played Pac-Man with it the other day. I couldn't play Pac-Man with the D-pad at all. I used the analog stick because I couldn't... The D-pad's so inaccurate, I was always like missing a turn and stuff. With this one, it's absolutely spot on the entire time. I mean, it's completely different. I played... Um, Fighting games are pretty difficult on the 360 because the D-pad's so janky. It works perfect. I can even do the fireballs on Street Fighter. I have an arcade stick that I use. So I didn't plug my arcade stick in. Try playing Street Fighter with the pad. It's perfect. You can pull off all the moves. So they fixed it. I'm not saying that it shouldn't have been fixed in the first place. I mean, I mean, it should have always had that D-pad, right? No, I figure it's just evolution of a thing. I also don't see why it isn't the standard D-pad now they've made it. Why it's not in all the new 360s? Why is it not on every pad that they sell? There's only because this they've one. made those for the last years and they're just stockpiled in warehouses. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, they got to sell that shit. It should be the standard now. I mean, they shouldn't be giving you the old D-pad because yeah. it's so much... It's the worst thing. The 360 controller is the best controller I've ever used, hands down. You know, actually... Wow. The, you know what? <clears throat> when your Xbox came out, that statement came out of your mouth, but it was an Xbox controller. It was PlayStation 2 controller. Yeah. My um, PlayStation 2 controller is the best controller you could ever have. Or and I don't game. think the PlayStation 3 controller, which is an evolution of the PlayStation 2 controller, is that good anymore. It's, it's slightly too small. It kind of cramps your hands up. Because the 360 controller is a little bit bigger. It fits my hands perfectly. It's so comfortable. You can play for like 10 hours and you don't even feel like anything's... With the 360, with the um, PlayStation, I get cramp in the, in the trigger fingers. That's why I'm glad I'm using right. a wheel for, three, for uh, Gran Turismo, because I'm playing it for hours. You, um, So yeah, 360 controller is the best controller, and this is like the evolution of it. I recommend anybody who uses the D-pad uh, at all. Even Call of Duty, which only uses the D-pad to select your special weapons... It still it improves it because like it's very. That's active. your real test because that's what you play every day. Yeah, and I, I like I said, I, I've got two controllers there. One's the old one, one's the new one. I find it hard to use the old one. It feels like like it's not working properly when I press the things. So that's the new 360 joypad. It's available. It's I think it's fifty dollars, but it comes with a battery and a kit and a charger. It's not fifty dollars everywhere. Is it Walmart? <laughs> I did notice it was. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, 50, from a between, person who shopped and bought between 50 and 55 I think no, for it. it could be higher than that but it does come with a battery and a play and charge cable which none of yeah. the others do so you're kind of getting an extra thing anyway you're getting a rechargeable That's what I thought. the rechargeable battery I found they last about two years anyway recharging them all the time so it's kind of, they're kind of good you know I always have some going on there um, I've also been playing this week on the PC the uh, first episode of the Back to the Future game which is actually really cool, and you might like it. It's an adventure game. Um, brings back Marty McFly and the Doc. And it's actually a sequel to the, the movies. It takes place after the movies. But, you know, time travel is involved anyway. The DeLorean's in it. And it's a quest to rescue the Doc, who's doing some crazy experiment and turned up somewhere else. But... He turns up in um, Prohibition era. That's where oh, that's yeah. where you go. Um, so the first episode is it's coming out in five episodes. It's by Telltale Games. They is do it all their the, real voices. Um, some are and some aren't, I believe. 
It's a good Michael J. Fox voice, though. But it's uh, not him. I don't think it is. But I think it is Doc Brown. Um, and I think... Um, Christopher Biff Lord. is Biff as well. Um, and it's quite a good story. It's really well animated, and it's a point-and-click adventure. So it's like um, the old-style LucasArts... You know, like, how do you get through this door? You have to find a key, go through the door. Mm. So it's not like you're moving... You're pointing at things and you're solving puzzles. But the story's really good and the voice acting's good. They've got the graphics spot on. It's very cartoonish looking. And it's an absolute continuation of Bad to the Future, which is awesome. Like, you know, it's... um, Yeah, it's a good story. Well-written story. I mean, it's not like video game. It's more like you're watching a new version of the movies, you know? Um... I'm excited to see where it goes because this is only episode one. I'm about halfway through it. They're about three or four hours each. They're going to come out over the course of this year. The next one's February and then April, every two months. Um, is it Zemeckis who did them? Yeah. Robert Zemeckis, is he involved in the games? Funnily enough, I went. I was walking around the town square back in the Prohibition era, the same town square that Back mm-hmm. to the Future took. And uh, there was a lawyer's office, and it was Zemeckis' lawyer. <laughs> so I guess he is somehow, um, if only taking a check at the end of the day. Right. Um, but no, it's really well done. It's available on Steam. It's ten dollars an episode. They're about four hours long. But if you like uh, any LucasArts adventures, like from the old days, like the um, Indiana Jones ones, or it's point and click. Uh, you know, uh, Monkey Island, those kind of games. You, you're going to love it. I, I think it's really well done. Um, I was thinking it was going to be shitty. I sat down to play it. Three hours later, I was like, oh, shit, am I still... Right, know? it's like the opposite of what you think Tron should have been awesome. Yeah, In this day, it could have been amazing. Yeah. Truly amazing. Exactly. And, and you know, <clears throat> who, do, who, who even think Back to the Future, a new, a new Back to the Future? Exactly. It, it was well under the radar. And when it came out, I was like, oh, really? It's out. Give it a try. It's a good game. Uh, also good for kids if um, you've got kids. Right. Because it's not too demanding. And there's all kinds of hint systems you can turn on if you do get stuck. Like, I played it with them all off because I didn't want to... Yeah. I didn't want it saying to you me You wanted all, to be manly. Well, I don't want it saying to me all <laughs> the time, why don't you look in the closet for the key? Like that. You know, I want to actually figure out that I have to look for stuff. Not that that is a hint because there is no closet <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, so you've ruined it now. So um, finally, for my uh, Ace Scully game stuff this week, I just wanted to run down my top five games, as we did the top five movies last oh, yeah. year. I know you don't have a top five games. <laughs> Bejeweled and Plants vs. Zombies, right? <laughs> but they weren't from last year. Bejeweled 3. Plants vs. Zombies. Would be, and Sims 3. It's and really Bejeweled good. 3, right? I still play Sims 3. You do, but I mean, they're not games from last year, are they? Sims 3 is. Oh, I only got it year last before. year. It was from the year before. You got expansion packs last year, probably. That's true. Anyway. I my, played it more last year than I had before. My top five of the year, and I couldn't put them in an order, so I didn't. So this isn't in any particular order. It's just my five favorite games from last year. And uh, my first one, in no particular order, is Heavy Rain, mm. which I think it was underrated, overlooked, but I yeah. think it's a groundbreaking game. Overcriticized. I think, yeah, I think if you look back at that game... In five years, there'll be a lot of games that took inspiration from it. I think it was my... um, The most like an interactive movie I've ever seen. It was like I was living that movie. I know it was really good because you was on your holidays when it came out. 
and it came in the mail. And I literally sat there in one sitting and played the whole game. <laughs> right. And it lasts about 15 hours. So I played it all in one go. So Heavy Rain is my first one. My second one is Gran Turismo 5. It's been a long time coming. <gasps> Shock. I'm a big racing game fan. I've been waiting for it for a long time. It is definitely worth... You have to be into racing games, obviously. But get a wheel. <laughs> play the game. It is how racing games should be. Um, Starcraft 2 is uh, my... In no particular order, my third one. Um, PC game. I'm not into RTS games at all, as you know. I really do not like RTS games in general. I just don't bother playing them. I thought I'd give StarCraft 2 a go because I know StarCraft 1 I did like. And Blizzard, you know, they make World of Warcraft. They make quality titles. StarCraft 2 is an amazing game. Um, it's the first of a trilogy of... There's going to be two more expansion packs to it. I cannot wait for the next ones to come out. Um, one of the best surprised me because I bought the strategy guide and I played it a hell of a lot and I've still yet to finish it. I'm still playing it, if you know what I mean. I'm doing a level out here and there. Right. It's really a big game. It's got a good, cool story to it. So StarCraft 2. Uh, next one, Red Dead... I was just going to say. Red Dead Redemption. Where's um, Red Dead? Rockstar. Um, every single game they make, <laughs> I think they improve on the last thing they did and I sometimes think to myself how can they improve on like I was playing Grand Theft Auto 4 when it came out and I said to you how can you improve on this it's like being in a city now well this year they took it to the wild west and it's like being in the wild west you know I mean it's you so you didn't feel any of the criticisms that other people did that it was too linear you had to go over here and get this absolutely not mission, this mission, you don't this mission. Have to. go over here and get this mission I don't play games like those people play them right uh there's people who play games critical path as you call it like somebody tells you to go there go there well no I've said to you in Rockstar games I like to spend five hours just having a look around (laughs) yeah you do so I love those games Um, Rockstar this year they haven't announced the new Grand Theft Auto obviously something's brewing they're not going to drop that franchise Um, maybe it'll get announced at E3 who knows but Jesus E3 again already well in April. Um, but they do have um, a new game coming out, a brand new franchise for Rockstar called L.A. Noir, which is a Grand Theft Auto style game. Obviously all Rockstar games are open world games, but it's um, on the gangster era. Not mafia as much. as It's a detective. You're a private detective right. thriller. They try, they're going for like- a thriller. She walked into my office. Yeah, gumshoe, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That, that, I think that could be outstanding, you know? Sure. Film you, noir, if they carry it through. Yeah, you know the detail that they put into games. And if there's ever like a the, detail... the case of the Black Dahlia and... That stuff, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. If there's ever a detailed um, environment and time, that is it, isn't it? So they're doing that um, this year. That's kind of like taking Heavy Rain, putting it back in that Yeah, because Heavy Rain and was then a give it, film noir yeah, yeah. type deal, wasn't it? So, I'm excited. Anything that Rockstar do, I'm excited. Because, really, Red Dead Redemption, nobody really knew much about it. When it came out, it was like, oh my god, this is mind-blowing. They did the Wild West like it should have always been done. Some people are saying, well, won't it be cool when they do Red Dead Redemption 2? I personally feel that there doesn't need to be another one. I feel like they did it. That was right. it. Like, that was the... Unless you came up with a whole new set of characters. Maybe set it back another 50 years. Yeah. Or forward. Yeah, keep going back. I actually feel like they... Has did everything. Ever, 
I guess God of War. How about something from like the? I guess now you're doing the assassins thing, and that's from like the Renaissance. We've covered so a lot covered of the now, right? We've covered a lot of it. Medieval times. I guess somewhere in the 1700s. That might be where Red Dead Redemption is. I don't know. Like, the, I don't know. Time frame. Is there a time we haven't covered? Like Jesus time. I, or I, I actually <laughs> personally don't think the 1970s have been done justice in games. I know it's not a long time ago, but the <laughs> 1970s are a very vibrant. Do you realize when we talk now, we can say. Back in the 1900s when I was a kid. Yeah. Back in the 1900s. Not even like 20th century, because that just still sounds a little bit like, oh, that's just 20th century. But when you say, oh, I was born literally in the middle of the 1900s. Well, you might have been. I I, I was towards the end. (laughs) 67 is pretty close to the middle. And so 69, by the way. But I mean, that... That just blows my mind a little bit. Because now when you talk to kids who were born, you know, 15, 20 years ago... They're still born at the tail end of that, but it's like, oh, I grew up in the 70s. The 70s of what? <laughs> the 1970s. <laughs> it is crazy. <coughs> so anyway, fine, my final top five game of uh, of the top five is Call of Duty Black Ops, which is no big surprise, but no, but it is the best shooter of the year. Um, one that Honorable mentioned that couldn't fit in the top five, I just wanted <laughs> to mention, best music game of the year was DJ Hero 2 for me. I, th- I feel that the rock band plastic guitar games they've lost it for me now mm. I mean it's you should over- sell all your stuff then no because I do like playing them occasionally but I feel that it overstayed its welcomes uh, I think Activision kind of blew it milked it to death like when they put three a year out it stops becoming so it should just be once a year here's your pack really all kinds one. of artists yeah. all kinds of everything with some big major thing and then the next year put out, but don't do like Not Aerosmith three, uh, and then a U2 and no. then a Beatles. I mean, much, Beatles, I, I guess. Beatles was especially a, a, a special one. I, but I the think. thing is, if they had just broke up the Beatles into sections and said... And sold it as DLC for Rock Band or whatever. Well, no, this year you get ten songs from the Beatles and then next year you're going to get ten more. But I just think it overstayed its welcome and I think DJ Hero 2, while it's not a major... Break away from your pressing coloured buttons. You know, it's a similar. You just type like deal. the music better. I think the music is better. I do like that style of music, um, and the actual gameplay is really fun. I mean, it's very similar to the, a, gu- a guitar control. It might look different, but it's a similar thing. You're pressing buttons in time with the music, and you're um, controlling a fader, which is only the same as controlling a whammy bar yeah, on, yeah. on a guitar. It's the same. It's not a major evolution. It's just. A very clever way of... Somebody said, how do we put dance music on a guitar? It doesn't yeah. work. Like, there's no guitars. So, like, somebody said... they, You know, those those people use uh, keyboards and... Yeah. What do you call it? Turntables. Right. So, um, I, I think it's a good one. Um, so, yeah, I didn't fit in my top five because I didn't okay, want to... Why can't you just have top six? Well, all right, then, top six. So, <laughs> Heavy Rain, Grand Theft Auto Five. Starcraft 2, Red Dead Redemption, and Call of Duty Black Ops. All, funnily enough, all those games now, because the year's over, are available for less than what they used to cost. You can probably get... I know you can get Red Dead Redemption for $30, which is a steal for that game, because it's like a 100 hours game. If you like that game, you're getting your money's worth. You can get Heavy Rain for 20 You know, they're all cheap now, so nothing's stopping you if you didn't play any of those. So uh, that's my stuff for this week. So you didn't week. think the one with the dude and the chick going out to that little island thing or whatever 
where you had to fight the shadowy guys. Um, you all talked about it. I know it was last year, or during the year. The guy who, <laughs> like, he went to this town with this woman, but the woman's Dead. Alan Wake. Yeah, absolutely Alan Wake. not even on my radar. Right. I don't like it um, really at all. No, I didn't. You liked it at first. I like. If you remember, I played it for like eight hours or so, and finished it. Oh yeah. And I said to you, it's just repetitive. It was the same thing. All right. The time. There was nothing to explore. It wasn't like. But at first, you had that feeling, and you're like, oh, this could be. I said to you, like at the beginning, this could be really good. What a nice concept, but. I think it fizzled out about four hours in. It was just like, okay, it's just the same thing. Over I know and over. puzzle games that you... You have a couple of puzzle games you play regularly, don't you? Yes. There's been some indie games that I love this year. Mm. Um, obviously, Plants vs. Zombies. I don't think that was this year, though. Maybe, yeah, the Xbox Live version was, which actually was playing a couple of uh, rounds on yesterday, using the new D-pad just to see how good it was, and it's perfect. Um, there's been some indie games that I've loved this year. Super Meat Boy... Ones that just came out of nowhere, like, I was like, wow, this is a cool game, and it cost, like, $2. Super Meat Boy was one. Um, what other indie games did I play this year? We played Audacity and stuff. Was that this year? Not Audacity, because that's what's recording the podcast now. <laughs> what was it called? I know which one you mean, where you, yeah. the music is Light Trails, but that was actually not this year. That was the year before. Uh, um, I was track of time. I don't know what that was called. I thought that Puzzle Master or something or other you liked... Puzzle something? I don't know. Puzzle Quest yeah. 2. Puzzle yeah. Quest 2. There's another one that was good this year. I guess if you think back, there was a lot of stuff this year. Um, ones that stood out for me were those, though. I mean, I also did a good cross-section, like a shooter, a racing game, an RTS, and an adventure. So so that's me for this week. What is for dinner with you this weekend? <laughs> Today. I'm making a pizza out of the 1000 Vegan Recipe Cookbook that you bought me for Christmas. It's a white pizza, it's called, but ours is going to be white because we can't get... There were no Vidalia onions and there were no yellow tomatoes. <laughs> so it's a white pizza that's so not white. So it's going to have red onion and red tomatoes. A red but it's pizza. It's slices of potato on homemade crust, which has been rising basically all day. And then you just do... The, like the Amy's pizza that we get... That the sauce is made out of actual caramelized onions. Really good. That's what the yeah, sauce is. Yeah, a cheeseless pizza. Cheeseless, yeah. yeah. There'll be no cheese on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it'll be like that oniony stuff, and then on top of that you lay your slices of potato, and then you put tomato on top of that, and you're supposed to have fresh basil, but of course our store doesn't have fresh basil, so I might sprinkle on some other dried herbs or something, but we don't have any fresh herbs, and you don't like Do cilantro. Have dried basil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, use that? Yeah. And, uh... That plus some veg, some vegetables, maybe some broccoli and cauliflower, and <clears throat> lose my voice. That's very odd. Lucky you. And thank God for that. <laughs> um, I'm gonna make the chocolate cake again that your friend sent us. Their recipe: Ray's Mems chocolate cake, which is no eggs. It says chocolate and flour and sugar. Oh yeah, it was a, a Christmas gift. We yeah. got the ingredients for making a cake. With the instructions, we made the cake. It was a delicious cake. Absolutely delicious, and I want to make it again. And we like it's a big cake, but like we. So ate you're going it in to the shop to get days. some sugar because we don't have normal sugar. We don't have white sugar, and we don't have enough regular flour. So All right, yeah. you're going to have to stop talking. So uh, go on, move on. That's it. I can't oh, barely hear you now. What's my next thing? Oh, I'm going to do my new another year of drawing a day. Last year I did try to commit to it, and I drew a lot of drawings, but I didn't do one every single day. So so far I've done one. It's a self-portrait, because I couldn't think of anything else that I really wanted to draw. So I'm really going to try every day, and I'm going to post them every day on my 
website, SidTalk.com. And on Facebook, right? If you're inter- um It'll automatically, I think, yeah. put... I mean, these people aren't my friends on Facebook. No. I kind of keep just the people I physically, right. like, actually know in the real world <laughs> on my Facebook. Um, but my website, they'll be on there if you're interested to see what I draw. And then last year's... I haven't added up how many I did. I probably did 60 or 70. Yeah, you did. There's a lot. So, that's not too bad. And some of them took, like, I don't, I can't finish one sometimes in a day. So, why are you you pointing at? There's a bunch of them. Oh, yeah, there's a stack of them down there. (laughs) Yeah. So, I might just get a really good sketchbook this time that fits on the scanner better. Because the drawings I've been doing don't fit on the scanner and I have to take photos. Right. Not that that should drive your artistic creativity, but... You can also remind people to back up their computers if they are uh, oh, in yeah. any way suspicious that the, the hard drives are going to fail. My hard drive on my laptop has acted funny a couple of times. So we, so. Dis- so we did a full image backup with... Uh, if you want to do a free backup of your computer without buying any software, go to westerndigital.com. Even if you don't have a Western Digital hard drive, it doesn't matter. There's a piece of software on there called Acronis True Image Home Edition. It's absolutely free. It does everything you would want it to do to back up your computer. It's free. Western well, you Digital. need a hard drive to back it up too, remember? Yeah, or something else. I have an external. It doesn't have to be an external. It can be another internal. Just put make a backup of your your computer on something else. And I've been using my GPS, even though I've been going to the same places I go every day. The one you got me for Christmas. So to go to the store, I hear. And she really, she, like she's a person. She, she really picks glory, like the right? wrong path every time. So don't understand how it sees this particular path from our house to the store. It's like the zigzaggiest, freaking out of the way, around. Actually, you lo- I took it the other day just to see where it takes me. Totally wrong. Couldn't have been shorter. I mean... It couldn't be shorter than the route that I take because it's like turn, turn. I wonder why you can correct it. Can I? I want to, like yeah. online. I don't think you can on the thing. I thought you can in the top corner. Correct. I might try that, but and you can say, "Look, I don't. I never really want to do these roads. I just want to do this." this. Yeah, yeah, I have to do that. But that's about the only one that really steers me. I mean, she gets me there. Yeah. But it's like because we're in she. an awkward position near a main highway that you can take to get to the store. But my way is one street, one street, and I'm at the store. Yeah. But it wants to get me to the highway and then take the roundabout way. So, you do, but yeah, it, but yeah, it's hard it to drive get, now. I, I can see how people could like kids. I think you're going to ruin kids by having DVD players in the car because I'm telling you now. When I get in the car, I just turn it on automatically. You want to listen to it and stuff. The light of it and like just glancing at it all the time. It's like it ruins you. Like I can't go in. I'm like about myself. I said to you, it's almost like. You've unlocked the city. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, like the city's just this random place. You don't know what's going on. And then you get your GPS and you're like, oh my God, there's a restaurant here. And yeah, I can go anywhere here. and look, it's right here. Well, yeah. yeah, I'll go and try it out. Like, I'll, like is it, there's museums. Hold on. Oh, there's a museum. I don't know. Let's go there. And it's like... Yeah, right, whereas before... I mean, I'm not saying that for all our human history, we've been fucked over by well, not you being had a map. You could always yeah. get a map, but it's not quite as interactive as that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Where you just look, even in this town, and I'm And you're like, I want something years. to eat. Well, what is there? And you can scroll exactly. through a list. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And, I love um, it. Pretty cool that there's no subscriptions to pay for the satellite and stuff. I like that. Just to update Your if maps. I want maps and yeah. stuff. So you know, that kind of sucks in my opinion. No, but, but, you, but you do get map, You do get coverage with true. the satellite forever. Like there's no, you know, it's kind of cool. And it's very accurate as terms of where you are. Even like, your speed. Yeah, when you pass a speed limit sign where the speed limit changes in that 
and within five seconds, it changes on yeah. the screen. So, I mean, cool. like, I'm amazed at modern technology. Yeah. Like, I'm coming back from the 1900s or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's it. That's it. Meaning of life. We'll talk on another day. Monty Python. You have to go and see that. Uh, you have to go and see that. I movie think too. my own meaning of life will be much more interesting. So, uh, thanks for listening to the show. That was after the show number 153. I want to remind you about our websites, ascully.com and sittalk.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. Catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, or the RSS feed. Just click on, go to ascully.com, click on the word podcast, subscribe, listen, whatever you want to do there. I did just make that other that new video that if anyone wants to watch me eating pickled okra. <laughs> and um, you can uh, email feedback to me at com. Don't email Sid Talk. Um, she still hates you in 2011. Um, <laughs> Hate is a strong word. And I want to say um, stay classy Ben Affleck. I would like to see more movies directed by you um, because this one was outstanding. I'd like to see more movies with you without your shirt. Um, just as a, you and Ben Affleck <laughs> together maybe all oiled up together maybe hugging I don't know guy nice. on guy sounds kind of cool sounds a bit <laughs> oh but if I said I want to see a couple of hot chicks oiled up and rubbing on each other you go yeah that sounds good yeah that's good <laughs> <laughs> whatever and I'm going to say think for yourself everybody because if you don't do it someone will do it for you